the All of Life show. I'm one of your hosts, Stuart White, along with my lovely, wonderful wife, Alicia White. Hello, everybody. What are we going to talk about today, babe? We are going to talk about um, New Year's resolutions, yay or nay, and kind of coming from a biblical perspective on that. Yeah, we were discussing this, and you know, it's something everybody hears this all the time, but most New Year's resolutions are over with by about the end of January, February, often at the latest. And that's pretty typical. Everybody has this um, tendency within them to resolve to do something, and then it just sort of falls apart. Whether you're Christian or non-Christian, this is pretty much the pattern we see throughout the world. So the theme or title of this episode is uh, New Year, Same You. I'm sure we're not the first ones to come up with that. But really, deep down, the problem is us, right? We resolve to do something, but there's something within us that desires to keep doing what we were doing before, usually because it's more comfortable, it's simpler, it's easier, it requires less effort. And, you know, we ourselves are exactly that way too, right? We have done the fitness thing. We A few years ago, we went to Maui and right before like both of us did a really good job actually getting in shape and then after we got back it was like okay okay yeah let's let's hold this together for just a little bit longer and nope it was like two maybe three months later uh oh 15 more pounds back on and uh and that's kind of been the the trend so really though at the heart of a resolution is something that it's just like whether you resolve to quit a particular habit or sin or you just want to do something healthy, but our flesh gets in the way, right? There's the same you. And we're, if we're living from that fleshly position, we're going to struggle to constantly do the thing that it is that we wish to do. It's a bit like Paul in the book of Romans when he's saying, the things I don't want to do, I do. The things I do want to do, I don't do. You know, this is torture. I'm stuck in this body of flesh. Well, all of us are stuck in that body of flesh, right? And one thing that I've taken solace in recently is the fact that um, when we are struggling to overcome something or whether it's a bad thing or to accomplish a good thing, the grace of God is still there for us and it sets us free, right? The truest resolution is that Christ has resolved or uh, dissolved our debt of sin and has given us all of his righteousness, and that can free us up. You know, We're not to place our worth in things, and as we go forward, we're not saying don't make a resolution this year, right? But actually, don't sell yourself short. Don't resolve for too little. Actually, aim for the bigger thing. And we had something here we wanted to read, and um, I'm actually going to have Alicia read it to you. And it comes from Philippians 1.6. And you guys are probably familiar with this if you've heard any Christian songs or have been around church for any time. But if not, this is Philippians 1.6. For I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Jesus Christ. I love that Paul is writing to these people in... Philippi, and he's saying, you know what, like, even though I'm not there, and I wish I could be, and, you know, there's all this stuff going on, don't worry, like, you don't need me there with you, because you have the Spirit of God, and I'm confident that 
he who's begun that good work, that good work in you, he's going to be faithful to complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. That means like the day you see Jesus face to face, he's still working on you that whole time. I'm very um, in need of that reminder. I feel like it's so easy to get our eyes off of things and to think it all rests on me. And when you get that that mindset, that way of thinking, it is either crushing or you you actually arrogantly believe that you you are doing this. This is all you. You're kind of like that that little kid who wanted to bench press and he has the big old weights on it, but his dad's actually pulling the whole thing for him and he's like, I'm doing it. You know, it's like, yeah, you're four. You're not able to lift 200 pounds. But that's kind of us. We think, oh yeah, look at me. I'm so impressive. I've accomplished so much. And really it's that it is the faithfulness of God to complete the work in Christ. So maybe like right now, you feel defeated, you feel depressed, you feel just done with quarantine, with lockdowns, with viruses, with everything going on in the world, with doors shutting down to restaurants, with not being able to go out, and just you feel like it's not going to get any better. Well, those things may not change, but you know what? God is faithful to be continuing and completing the work that he started in you, in Christ, if from the day you put your faith in him. And I need to hear that right now, because I get overwhelmed just thinking of all of the things, and I am a victim of my own belief that it, it all rests on me if I don't do it. And sometimes that equates to that self-righteousness, right? But then most of the time, I just get like, oh, I can't do it. You know, you probably have felt that way um, at times, and you would think, well, yeah, that's because I'm being humble. I'm being realistic. Well, you're still thinking that it all rests on you. You're just on the flip side of that. You know, I can't do it, but I'm supposed to do it. And I feel completely defeated and destroyed and I can't accomplish anything. You know, to encourage you in that, in this year, we want to encourage our whole audience, anyone listening, that aim for the work of Christ Jesus of what he's doing in you, may your resolution be to submit to that work, to see more of what Jesus is doing in your life, what God is faithfully working in you and out of you. Because if you're struggling with certain sins, and you know what? A lot of people right now are struggling with sins because they've got more time on their hands. They're struggling with anger. They're struggling with um, alcoholism and drugs, and they're struggling with addictions and it's because you think that you have these things under control, but really you've just been busy with other idols. And these things are actually waiting at the door, and now it's a prime opportunity. And when you're feeling down and defeated, and you turn to these other gods that will not satisfy. So in your new year, be aiming to see what God is doing in things. Babe, what do you think for yourself in this coming year is the thing that like you have your your smaller goal like for most I think both of us it's like get a little in shape (laughs) what do you feel though like God would be saying this is what I want to do in your heart and how does it make you feel though thinking about it well I'll just say this I think I've generally not been a big fan of resolutions um and as I've been thinking about why that is I think growing up I was always taught to be a woman of my word, which I think is 
you know, generally a great way to raise your kids. <laughs> when you say something, do it. Yeah. Um, but that had that kind of facilitated something in me that um, put a lot of stock and pressure into what my word meant, which is not that that is a bad thing at all. But I would become obsessed with if I put something out into the universe, if I say something, if I tell someone I'm going to do something, I will not not do that. I will, I will be a woman of mm -hmm. my word. And, um, almost like a slave to whatever you've said. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, so when I say it puts a lot of pressure on the person that says that it kind of takes away from the realistic fact of life that you can say something that you have full intentions you want to do, but that doesn't mean that things I mean, don't get in the way of that. And life changes and things come up. And sometimes you have to reevaluate, like, I know that I said this, but like, especially for me, it comes in my calendar booking a coffee date with someone or, or setting an appointment with someone and then life happens and I start feeling very overwhelmed because I love to have a full calendar but when I plan things a month in advance and then I get to that week and I think oh my gosh this is absolutely overwhelming then I may need to call my friend and say I know we set a coffee date for today but I have way too much going on whereas in years past I would say nope, I'm going to make it work. And then to the detriment of myself or my family, um, that would happen, but at least I was good on my word. So backtracking, I think even in, in when I've thought about putting things out there, what I want to do, being a woman of my word, I've actually tried to, um, think before then, okay, if I'm going to put something out there, I need to be realistic about what I'm putting out there. Generally, especially when I was building my business, I would say all the time, I like to under promise and over deliver. So when it comes to resolutions, for me, I want to be realistic about if I'm going to say that I'm going to do something, whether I'm telling someone else or I'm just telling myself, am I going to make good on that promise? And that's what I think a resolution means to me is I'm going to say something, I'm going to promise that I'm going to do it. I, I don't know that a resolution for an entire year is a realistic promise to make to yourself or or someone else. Um I think generally people end up feeling more of a failure than than they do a success. So what I have done in the past, and this hasn't happened every year, and I'm sure many of you have heard of people doing this, but I do try to um, like ask the Lord, what is one word or what or one phrase that I could meditate on for this year that you would um, just... I don't know, that would be inspired by you that I, I'm not going to legalistically hold myself to. I'm not going to um, say in March, oh, dang it, I failed. <laughs> um, and so I do remember one year the word was reevaluate. Um, and I, I felt very um, committed to that, to to constantly meditating on that word. What does this mean to reevaluate? I'm reevaluating the way we are parenting. I'm reevaluating the way I am uh, running the household or, um, or 
book, booking things in my calendar. And so that was very beneficial for me that year. I remember one year, uh, I think it was last year, the year before was intentionality. And I really wanted to be more intentional with the kids. Um, and this year I have kind of chosen the word health. I don't know that that specifically came from the Lord, but I know that it's something that I feel like we've gotten a little off track and that's not just health in our bodies, but also spiritual health and health in our family. And I don't know how that could not come from the Lord, <laughs> you know, like that's just, he gave us wisdom. He gave us discernment. And I feel like, um, right, right. like we could focus on that. So I would say from a practical standpoint, if you, if you are feeling like, you know what, a resolution is going to be way too big of an ask for me, especially this year, then maybe just ask the Lord what word he would have to, to give you for the year. But most importantly, he's not the kind of God that's going to hold you to that. So if you say, you know what, I really want to be intentional with my kids this year, there are going to be times where you have quote unquote failed in that. And the Lord is not sitting there expecting you to be perfect. Um, just trust that through his spirit, if you're a Christian, you have his, the Holy spirit that he will help you. I believe that he's a good father. And when something is important to his kid, that it's going to be important to him too. And vice versa, if something is important to our father, it's important to us. So, um, so I would encourage you to move forward in more of a meditative word then or phrase than a resolution right yeah well said well said oh thanks babe it's uh it's really to to the point even in the start of this episode it's not about saying no to resolutions like are they evil no it it can be the wrong motive um, but i like what you said about if it needs to be a shorter resolution like if you need to do a one month thing do one month like make them that's a big problem it just on a practical level when people set a goal they don't actually make it into an achievable goal they don't break it down into its components and say okay th these are the things that need to happen and make them um, small enough that each step along the way is something you can actually accomplish they just go lose weight <laughs> and then mm -hmm. okay well how do i do that no idea but that's my goal okay, well, you probably need to, like, what does that mean? Understand things, understand calories, understand exercise, um, and put it into practice. So from a that simple practical level, set a practical goal. But then as you're aiming for your year as a, or month or whatever it's going to be, I think having that lifetime aim of, okay, I want to make sure the Lord is getting more of my heart or really at any given moment, he has all of my heart, and we fail in this all the time, right? But I think that he works in the things that we're doing in our day-to-day -day life, and we are constantly having moments of relational kind of um, brokenness and repentance and, and seeking to have a strengthened relationship with him. Mm -hmm. And I think a good way to do that too is when you are making your resolution or when you are choosing that something that you want to focus extra on for the coming year or for however long you think you need to put for, for that, I would say it would be a really good thing to get behind what you are, what you are wanting to do and ask yourself why you're wanting to do it. Um, 
Ask yourself why you, why you want to get in shape. Ask yourself uh, why you want to be more intentional with your kids. Ask yourself why you want to buy a bigger house (laughs) because if you want to be more relationship relational with the Lord, which he definitely wants to be that with you, then getting down to the heart or the root of why you're doing something is going to be really beneficial because there could be really good reasons why you want to get in shape. You could just want to be healthy and not want to die of a heart attack. And those are really good things, but there could also be something in there where you're just not content with the body that you have, um, where you are struggling with self-consciousness and, um, and you just want something different. If you want to buy a bigger house, you may be thinking, oh, well, I want to be able to host people and have people over and welcome people into our home. Um, And that's great. But you may also be thinking, I am not happy with what the Lord's given me. I'm not content. Um, I want to keep up with the Joneses and the Joneses have a bigger house. And so there's always a root or a heart issue behind why we want to make a change. And it would be really good to ask yourself what that heart issue is and take that to the Lord and see if it's even something that you need to be focusing your attention on, or if you should focus more attention on the heart issue behind the resolution. Yeah. Yeah. There's, Really, I mean, I think behind everything we're saying is whatever you're doing, do it to the glory of God. If you are losing weight, do it to the glory of God. You won't be selling yourself short on what you're actually aiming for. You won't arrive at your destination and go, oh, I, I really thought that this would be it. This would be the thing when I when I accomplished it, I would be satisfied. You know, we, I, we just had, I had a conversation with uh, our daughter Melody earlier today and she was complaining because she was like, oh, I don't ever get to go anywhere and I don't ever get to do anything. And she's seven. And uh, so her her perspective of things is a, is a little interesting to hear. And she's like, this house is stupid and I don't ever get to do anything. I, um, I walked in and when you said that, I was going to say, yeah, this house is stupid. I totally agree with you. Honey. <laughs> I figured that probably wouldn't yeah. be helpful. <laughs> no, but she I, I ended up telling her, I was like, hey, you know what, though? you did get to do some things. You, you have done some things, but you remember, do you remember doing them? And do you remember afterward feeling completely satisfied? She's like, no. And I said, do you think that if you get to do more things that you'll be satisfied? No, they're never satisfying. And I'm like, yeah, that's very interesting, isn't it? That as you get the things that you think you want most, it doesn't satisfy. It leaves you parched and trying to have a heart conversation with her in that, right? But for us, it's the same thing. You think that more money, better house, better car, whatever, better looks, better body, better life. Better fifth wheel. Yeah, better fifth wheel. My eyes are burning yeah. into your soul. More trips, whatever. <laughs> and But all that to say, none of those things in and of themselves are bad. It's our own heart mm-hmm. that it's coming from and the motive for getting them. It isn't uh, to bring glory to God. It's to spend it on our own pleasures, which then ultimately are temporary and fleeting, and they don't satisfy. It's never a good feeling on Christmas morning when you give your child an amazing gift that you were super excited about giving them, and um, and they never think to say thank you or think to 
um, include you in the process of the joy of them opening that gift when they're so focused on the thing that they got and you're out of the equation, it's, it's kind of hurtful. And as kids or as parents, we look at our kids and we love to watch them enjoy gifts, but there is nothing like having them come up to you and say, thank you so much, mom and dad for, for getting this for me. And that is how I believe the Lord is with us. Like he is a good father who gives us good gifts and he wants us to enjoy them, but not at the expense of forgetting the one who gave us the gift, the giver. You know, I think for myself, like they're the things we are together going to be working on is the gift that God has given us, which is our own bodies, our own lives and being faithful with those things. Um, Because really, you know, I think a lot of the things that we have problems with, you know, be it drugs, sex, alcohol, not that we particularly have problems (laughs) with all this. Oh, yeah, I'm really struggling. But but our body image um, or our our appetites, eating, Mm -hmm. you know. uh, I'm not saying that if you love Jesus, you'll have six-pack abs, but I am saying as we focus more in on Jesus and surrendering our hearts to his will— for our lives, then you tend to have that conviction of, you know, and I, I, I've heard people say this, you know, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, therefore you can't do these things. I think you're motivating people from the wrong mm-hmm. place. And that's not to say that that isn't true. It is, you know, Paul talks about it to the Corinthians, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. But he's not saying, so therefore be really good. He's like, live from the power of the Holy Spirit, live for the glory of God because it will satisfy. He's not saying, so put off, put off all the pleasurable things of your body. He's saying, actually, you enjoy those things the most in relationship with your Savior. So when I look at like fitness or something, I want to get in shape. It's a different motivation when I'm like, you know what? Like I want to be faithful with what God has given me, that I would take better care of it, that I would maintain it and do, do a better job of that. And so that may mean that I am stronger. That may mean you have six-pack abs. I don't know. If it does, hey, good for you. But I really just want to make sure that the way that I'm living out in all areas of life are reflecting my relationship with my Savior. And if I'm honest with myself, I don't. I really don't. And when I talk about, when we talk about submitting those areas to Christ, like he already is king. It's you who has to recognize that right? But as you recognize that, you're going to have an easier time of going into those areas. You know, you're, if you are worshiping Jesus rightly, then you probably aren't going to be as inclined to worship food or drugs or alcohol or sex or privilege or power, prestige. All of those things get put in their proper place, you know, whether that's not being used at all or used in their proper context. But when we flip it and we put Christ somewhere else like if he's not on the, uh, if you're not acknowledging that he's on the throne you're missing out on everything else so that's our encouragement you know to you guys as you go into the new year this is our last episode of the year and uh, we just want to give you hope that hey look don't get down on your new year's resolutions if you want to have a resolution go for it but more than anything resolve to press into Christ and to be known by him and to make him known in all that you do and everywhere you go and how you live. And that doesn't mean that you have to look that way all the time. Actually, it's the opposite. You should, to to do it honestly, is to look at yourself and go, oh, 
oh yeah, that's out of place. I want to surrender that to Christ. Surrender more of yourself to Christ every day. And as you find, oh, I wasn't surrendering that to Christ. I was being stubborn with that. Surrender it to Christ. And a really good reason to do that is because his resolutions never fail (laughs) and yours most likely will. So that's a lot of pressure to put on yourself and uh, he can handle the pressure. Isn't that good news? We will most likely always fail in our resolutions in some way, but Christ does not fail. So guys, thank you so much for listening. You can uh, swing by the Facebook page, leave a message for us, tell us how you're doing. And, um, you know, hey, would you like to say hi, buddy? Come here. You don't like PJ Mask? Well, why don't you talk into the microphone and say, say, hello. say thank you for listening to the All of Life show. Thank you for listening for the All of Life show. Good job, buddy. Say okay. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's our, our son, Everett. We love you guys. Thank you so much. If you wouldn't mind, we would really appreciate you heading over to Apple Podcasts and leaving us a five-star review. If you like the show, it really helps our ratings. And so um, we will see you guys next time. On the All of Life show. Happy New Year. Thank you.